Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <clears throat> it's the list in your boy at fightful.com with Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap. They're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. This is April 28th. It's list in your boy number 212, the episode you have all waited for, the landmark moment. In our industry, I, I mean, it took us a long time, but we're finally here, Jimmy. I know that you you personally called in a favor with the Ontario government and asked them to lock everything down for this specific moment. I said, listen, Doug, I realize that everybody's sick of staying at home, but they're staying at home on Mar- on April 28th for yes. episode 212. Yes, and uh, hopefully you guys have stayed home. Or I, I don't really care where you're watching this, as long as you're watching it. <laughs> but please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, we have a lot of interviews coming. Quite frankly, I've got like 10 interviews in the can right now. YouTube.com slash Fightful will have them all. FightfulSelect.com will have them early. And FightfulSelect.com is breaking news all the time. We're going to talk about a couple of those stories today here on the air. I'm letting Jimmy have his way and we're going to expose some of the 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 paywalled content. But uh, someone asks, will I be in Quizlemania later on? Yes, I will be right after this show. But you're here right now. Donate a Super Chat. Get your question. Get your statement read on the air. Like our friend Daniel, who says, who should win the money in the bank and who will? I think Charlotte should because of the perpetual heel heat that she would get of having Can that you briefcase. imagine, Sean? Yeah. Hate- Woo! Yes. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And I would honestly like to see Seth Rollins win it again. Really? Yep. I think that would be pretty good. Or Cesaro could win it. And after Roman Reigns for months and months, is like, you ain't getting a title shot. You ain't getting a title shot. He eliminates that from the equation. Like, he can get a title shot whenever he wants. And you kind of turn the tables on Roman Reigns. Like, not only when I, will I get a title shot, you don't know when I'll get a title shot. That's a good idea. I was going to say Damian Priest, but the Cesaro one's a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah, a good it idea. Is, it's, it's a very good one. We also have 
Josh B17 saying thoughts on Andrade's first match outside of WWE being against Del Rio. Heard about uh, that. Not, not, not a good look. Not a great look. Uh, I wouldn't have anything to do with Alberto Del Rio. I've turned down interviews with him because I was told, yeah, he won't talk about the things that you want to talk about. So, nope. I mean, is, is he viewed a certain way by the other Mexican wrestlers? Like does Andrade look up to Alberto Del Rio? Does he have that kind of reputation? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I haven't ever, I haven't really spoken to a lot of uh, the, the Latino demographic about that. But I mean, I know there are lots of people obviously that revile him for the way yeah. that he treated a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So what do you think of, uh, so Jake Paul claims 1.5 million buys, right? Remember last week? Yeah. Jake Paul claimed 1.5 million buys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's not even close to that. Why is that? A uh, couple of reasons. One reason is not that he's the be-all, end-all, but Dana White, in a couple of interviews, said, I know people in the pay-per-view business, they're nowhere close. Again, not saying that's the be-all, end-all. He lies a lot, though. That's fine, but my other like, reason my other reason for thinking it's nowhere close is the Triller lawsuit. Sure. I mean, that that's possible as well. And let me tell you, that was not a good idea. I Naming love their- them all. Did you see that? Yes, in, so in the statement, stupid. like in the lawsuit, that's fine. But right. giving people the addresses of 10 illegally sh- illegal streaming websites to now yes. go to. Yes. But I mean, you also have to look at Dana White, who just sold 700,000 pay-per-views at 70 bucks each. And this isn't a split anymore, Jimmy. Yeah. Like this isn't a split. It's all going to ESPN Plus. 700,000. So that's at least 49 million. That ESPN Plus raked in, and he's like, oh, nope, we can't pay John Jones $30 million for a pay-per-view that will sell over a million easy. Yeah, 261 like, did 700? Yes, that's, it what, did. that's what's claimed. Yeah, that's $49 million that's disappointing. to ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. I thought uh, first show with a full house, uh, Mosfidal, I thought was a bigger draw than that. They had uh, two title, was it three or two title fights? <clears throat> Yes. I I expected higher. I expected higher. But uh, no, I think Triller is going to come in lower. I, but here's the thing. I don't know where their costs are because I think their biggest cost is probably all those musical acts yes. that they bring in. And then Snoop, I understand, is is uh, he has a kind of fight club. So Snoop is going to get his piece. But I think most of their costs, like I mentioned, Bieber ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? They could have cut the, the musical acts in half. But or I had lesser known talent. Yes, you, known talent. popular but lesser known. Yeah, because I, I understand what they're trying to do. They they want it to be a house party setting where you order the pay per view, you dance in between the fights, you have fun, you hang out, whatever. Yep. I, not a bad idea, but who boy? Uh, we have a couple more super chats right out of the gate. Get these in, guys. They pay our bills. Dilo Dig says, "Have you seen the ROH stuff?" Boy, oh boy! I not only Dojo have I stuff. S- he said, "Dojo stuff." What is it? What did I say? You said ROH stuff. ROH Dojo stuff, yeah. yeah. Not only have I seen it, I had a two-hour conversation with Danny Cage six months before all this unfolded, and he laid out what would happen, and all of it happened. For, like Before he got fired, he's like, I'm probably going to get fired. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to come out. Here's how Joey Mercury is going to respond. Here's what he's going to do. This person will leave. That person will leave. Every single thing that Danny Cage said was going to happen did happen, and... Finally, after a couple of years, he's kind of gone public with it, like with mm-hmm. Joey Mercury's methods. And many of this have been backed up by trainees there. And Ian Riccoboni, who, quite frankly, has a very nice position in Ring of Honor, uh, just signed a new long-term contract. He has spoken out and said, yes, this is also true. 
it doesn't look good for, for Joey Mercury, but I can tell you guys when I reached out to Joey Mercury, it was fall of 2019. Um, he, he was very excited about the Newsweek article coming out that he greatly contributed to. And when it did, it looked like a big bombshell for ROH. Then his own Twitter kind of like tapered that away. But I reached out to him and let me tell you, there, there are not more awkward situations that I've ever been in in my career, Jimmy, than reading one of Joey Mercury's own emails to him where I said, Hey, did you email this to somebody? And he goes, well, why don't you read it to me? And I'll tell you, and I'm reading his own words to him. And it was wild, man. It was wild. (laughs) It was an experience. Sounds like Drake words. When we get to that later on, it was, it was a little bit different. Um, Joey's I think is more rooted in his own confidence in himself and his own abilities and perhaps his lack of confidence in any others. Uh, Bill Hemmett says, waiting for Jimmy's late night podcast. We'll see. We'll see. Late but, nights. Um, okay, so, so my daughter's room is directly above me here in my home office. So late nights in here is going to be a challenge. That's why when you did the holiday one, I had to do it in the theater. Yeah. Even though I, even though I knew that people were going to bust my chops, I had to because it's, it's in the basement. I didn't want to wake everybody up. Yes. Yes. My gosh. So, um, we, we do have another super chat. Bryson Yee says, notice the amount of time for, or notice the amount of time for some of the matches this week on Raw and SmackDown. I've been going longer. Is this because of Jason Jordan's new role? He doesn't time the shows. Uh, so I wouldn't say so. But I mean, last week, Jimmy, big shakeup within WWE. I don't see that on the list, but it's something we got to touch on, obviously. It is Mark, on the list, actually. Mark Carano, gone. He Do you gone. want to talk about all that now? Do you want to talk about Let, it now? Let's talk about it now. It was the biggest story over okay. the past week. Yeah, I, I was still gonna. I still wanted to ask you about two sixty one. I wanted to ask you about some oh, other there, stuff. We'll get, we'll get to, to it. it. We'll get to yeah. it. So, Trash Bay Gate. Tell us. Just summarize it for us. So we're not talking about it for twenty minutes. WWE Summarize. releases. At, so far, I've only heard of women. I reached out to some of the men. They said that they didn't get theirs in trash bags. Received their belongings in trash bags. Since then, Jillian Hall, Gail Kim. They said, yep, happened to us too back in the day. So it's probably not Mark Carano. Johnny Ace called up these talent uh, and said, hey, sorry, this is a Mark Carano, at least to some of them, but also didn't say explicitly, oh, we're firing him. So I couldn't run with that. I could run with the fact that he's getting the finger pointed. However, I got a call from a very high up source in WWE shortly thereafter, which confirmed it. And let me tell you, WWE was... I want to say genuinely and sincerely embarrassed by this. They should be. They, they were, they were very embarrassed about this. There was a lot of remorse shown. Um, You know, part of my job is figuring out when the bullshitters are bullshitting me and trying to decipher whose agenda is coming out. The people that I spoke to seemed very, very upset that this would happen. And they, they were like, we know that they're not going to have positive stuff to say about us after a release considering that a lot of them weren't creatively satisfied anyway, but this shit was not to happen. It was not supposed to happen. It is unacceptable. I saw a lot of sincerity and genuine remorse from WWE for either one, it happening and two, them not knowing that it happened. Um, there were a lot of people very upset. Uh, you got PWU saying Nick Khan was apparently very pissed off. I would imagine he is when he's sitting there talking about how he wants WWE to be on par with the Marvel universe. Well, first off, Good luck with that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> second off, 
that type of stuff would not fly. <laughs> that stuff would be in variety. It would be in, 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 yeah. That, They're I mean, very lucky that they don't get the kind of attention. And again, somebody says, embarrassed, hasn't this happened a lot? That's the thing. They didn't know. They weren't aware that this was common practice right. because if it had happened before, nobody had put it out there. Mickey James. Well, Jillian Halls was, was like a decade ago. Yes. And social media was not utilized to the, to the extent that it is now. And so, uh, and, and what makes it worse in terms of the public perspective is Mickey James had been trying to get noticed before she got released. You know, her and Chelsea Green, they put out those photos as a tag team. She was trying to get the attention of, like, I still want to work. I still want to work. Then she gets released. Then she posts pictures of the stuff in trash bags. What a bad just just series of events for WWE that was. Somebody yeah. had to take the fall. And it, it seems like Corano was not very popular with a lot of the wrestlers, it seems. A lot of them have very spoken about how they didn't like him and he didn't treat them well. And so... uh it's a tough situation, man. So he, whether he was the one that physically did it or not, he took the fall. Yep. Yep. Um, and I tell you what, I reached out to, I think I counted it up. It was 25 people. One person had positive things to say about Mark Carano. Right. One. And this person is someone who I value greatly as a moral compass within, within the company, but man, that that's a lot. And then you got a lot of other stuff emerging, like from quite frankly, people he had relationships with. Mm. It ain't pretty. It ain't good. And Nick Khan, I thought was very impressive on that media call. I saw, I saw uh, Dave Meltzer actually tweet about it, how smooth he was. He was, I've listened to two dozen of those things. And you'll notice Vincent Wan does not answer questions anymore. Nick yeah. Khan's on there answering questions and he's real good at it. He is. I mean, he handled a lot of the last call too, and yes. uh, and was quite good on that call too. And apparently, the Peacock deal was very much him uh, that got that done. And if you look at Nick Khan's uh, Nick Khan's uh, financial compensation, he's doing all right. Sean Ross, have you looked up Nick Khan's financial compensation? No, he's doing good. We're talking a signing bonus yeah. to the tune of millions when they brought him on. So, uh, yeah, so Nick Khan's doing well. Now, there were other changes going on behind the scenes at WWE. So we knew that John Laurinaitis took over as the head of talent relations because he's the one that made those phone calls. Yes. So he took on that role. PW Insider reports that Jason Jordan has taken over Laurinaitis' old job as the lead producer. And you know what I find interesting about that? What? I find interesting that that means that he oversees other producers who are, like, tenured wrestling veterans. Good. Isn't that interesting? It so could. like a guy like a Jeff Jarrett or, or a Hurricane Helms or whoever that have been around the business for decades, Jason Jordan now manages those guys. Sean. I'm not sure Jeff's there anymore. I interviewed him yesterday. It's going to come out like late next week. Oh, okay. okay. He's got a podcast dropping too. I'd like to drop it ahead, but like six people are dropping theirs this week. So I'm going to wait till next week. But yeah, I think it's a good move. I think they need to reinvigorate things with younger talent, with younger people, which I mean, Shane Helms, is younger in comparison to the other producers. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would, I, I think they need to do this. I think they do. Uh, I pop for this super chat. Hope Omega challenges Carano for his championships. Did you see that? <laughs> no. So someone claiming to have had a relationship with Mark Carano claims that Mark Carano stole WWE championships and put them under the guest room of his house. You're kidding. Under the guest bed. Uh, guest bed yeah. Yikes. That's where, that's where that came from. 
Bryson Yee says, I've noticed people are praising Nick Khan for how well he's doing in this role and light on how he was brought in and or any light on how he was brought in and his background. Yeah, he worked for the talent agency. Yes, uh, and that, that's a good connection to have. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that he was privy to, I don't know if it might have been the Fox deal or the uh, or the latest uh, NBC deal, one or the other. He helped WWE get that deal working for the talent agency. And that's kind of where it came about. And uh, he's been very good so far. I mean, the fact that he's the guy, you got to remember, it was several conference calls ago when Vincent Man said that network rights were on the market, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then nothing happened. This is before Nick Khan. So he yes. says they're on the market. And I think I think the man went so far. It was it was right before the pandemic as well, though. Okay, fine. But I well, but people that were also consuming a lot of content then too. But I think that he went so far as to give a deadline when they were going to get a deal, McMahon. And then of course yes. they never came in or were close. And then it just kind of, you know, uh sputtered out after that. Nick Khan comes along and was the guy behind the Peacock deal, apparently. So uh he's good. I mean, they they need to have people like that. And what I'm going to kind of reserve judgment on is, is he going to be drinking the Kool-Aid is what I want to know. Cause he seems like he is a straight shooter and he, need, he needs to change the formula of the yes, Kool-Aid hundred percent because need, that's, that's all they've had. All they have is these people. And, and again, no, no disrespect to Stephanie McMahon, but I, I posted something on Twitter uh, when the call was going on. It's very clear to me that the plan is not to replace Vince McMahon with one person. It's very clear that the plan is to replace Vince McMahon with two. I yeah. think they're going to replace Vince with Stephanie and with Triple H. And Stephanie actually alluded to that in an interview, and I can't recall the outlet, uh, but she alluded to it in an interview by saying you can't replace Vince with one person. She said something like that. I think that's the plan because this was, I believe, the second earnings call in a row that Stephanie was on the call. Yeah. And she never used to be part of those earnings calls. Correct. I think she is currently learning on the job. Uh, and I think that the plan is for her to take over the corporate aspects of what Vince does. Uh, I think Nick Khan, though, I don't think Stephanie's going to be chairman or, or, or uh, CEO. I think Nick Khan will be. And then I think that Hunter's going to take over the creative aspects. And it would not surprise me. And I hope nobody reports this as fact because this is pure opinion. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me if Vince has an exit plan now. Okay. Because, because otherwise, why would you have your daughter now learning on the job how to do these quarterly calls? I think he's got an exit plan. Zach Barberson, the super chat and says, Nick Khan is a much smoother BSer than Triple H. Yeah, he is. Because I sat there on those media calls where Triple H is like, huh, it's funny when people lose in other promotions or brands, nobody says, oh, are they moving to a different brand? And I'm like, well, one, that happens on NXT all the time. And two, yep. yes, they do. When we've got a shakeup or a draft coming and somebody starts losing, we always speculate that. So yeah, I think I think that's right. Uh, Mike JC says, any speculation on the NXT Diamond Mine vent vignette? Uh, not Tessa. I'll tell you that much. Uh, everybody keeps thinking it's Tessa. I don't think so. Anakin says, thoughts on the Chelsea Green and Young Buck stuff? Uh, blown out of proportion. Way out of proportion. Chelsea Green had reposted a a graphic that someone made and had not credited them. And then after some tweets, she kind of looked at that and said, I think I'd be better off deleting it and then blocked the person. And that person tweeted out there and I've spoken with that person and I've spoken with Chelsea about it. I know that Chelsea felt very bad for how it ended up. And um, that person feels very bad about how bad it blew up. And I thought it was overblown. I think that we, it's really weird how something that like that gets blown. I, I Jimmy, I got to hit up people every single day and say, Hey, you didn't credit us on this transcription. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. It's a part of the job. Unfortunately, and yep. sometimes it just slips people's minds. And 
Could the apology have been better? Sure. But the apology came. She didn't hurt anybody. The person who did it isn't hurt. He's over it. So you really have to think about what you post on social media. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about, you got to think about it. I think about uh, who's the Wonder Woman actress, G- a gal something. Yeah, gal- Godot. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was tone deaf. Yeah. So, when, but but the thing was, and it was tone deaf. But yeah. her intention when she did it was genuine. It was she yes. right. She thought that she was doing a genuine thing, trying to put a smile on people's faces. She got destroyed on on social media. Like sometimes you need to just think for a minute about what could happen when you do something. You know? Jimmy, I, I remember uh, of all the lessons you pretend that you've taught me, I I've remember you so many. I brought you from nothing to look what you are now. It's yeah, amazing. I remember it's a amazing. line that actually I believe you stole from Mariah Carey during the Eminem. As a situation. hero? Yeah, I think so. I think it was one you stole from Mariah Carey that I actually repeated to a wrestler one time that was it wasn't anything bad. It's just they were like, oh, man, I came off looking bad in this interview. And it was today it's news. Tomorrow they're wrapping dead fish in it. Yes. And what what happened today? They're wrapping dead fish in the Chelsea Green situation, and they're talking about Drake Wirtz. Right. Yes. Exactly right. And I did sit tell Sean that. I told him and, that they will wrap dead fish in it the next And day. using a, what I think is a Mariah Carey quote to yes. Eminem's manager probably didn't do me any favors. <laughs> but <laughs> That was from a Mariah Carey interview. It's true. It was. Yeah. So there you go. I, I thought it was like when, when you see that type of thing yesterday and it's like nobody got hurt. Somebody could have ended up better. And then you see today and it's like, oh, okay, that's an issue. Let's go ahead and talk about this Drake Wirtz thing. Uh, Yeah, there's so much other shit I was going to talk about first. But all right, let's talk about Drake Wirtz. So this guy seems like a hell of a headache. And uh, I I don't know his standing. But so let's set it up for anybody that might not know who Drake Wirtz is. So he's an NXT referee. Last September, there were reports that Drake Wirtz was part of a QAnon-adjacent anti-child trafficking charity along with uh, Matt Morgan, former WWE wrestler Matt Morgan. What they were allegedly doing was profiting off of fundraisers. So they were holding these fundraisers allegedly for uh, anti-child trafficking, but they were profiting off the money. Drake Wirtz was going so far as to allegedly promise the appearance of WWE performers at these fundraisers, uh, but they were profiting off the money. Just this week, because I was telling Sean off the air that I caught part of it, Drake Wirtz uh, spoke at a Seminole County, Florida council meeting. Now, now we I need to preface this. Yep. This wasn't at the meeting. He did this backstage three hours before NXT aired in his NXT polo. Yes, I saw so, that. So loud that people in adjacent rooms could hear him. Wow. No, and- I did not know that. Cause I just broke it right here on the air. Okay. I didn't know that, but I saw the clip because it was done. It was done via zoom. Cause the meeting was done via zoom. And he basically spoke uh, uh, against mandated mask wearing. Uh, and his main message about why he's against mandated mask wearing was because of this whole anti-child trafficking thing. And you know, the mask cover up their facial expressions and all this stuff. And he went on a tangent he got emotional. And, and I watched that thinking to myself, this guy is a headache. Uh, and then, uh, I think it might've been you, Sean Rossap that broke the news that, uh, Daryl Sharma, good Canadian boy, Daryl Sharma, that I used to book 20 years ago when he called himself the green Hornet, a pro wrestler. He is apparently now the lead referee in NXT taking the place of Drake Wirtz. 
Uh, and you reported that Drake Wirtz had been suspended at some point. So what's the latest? Because obviously, if he did that speech uh, uh, at the council meeting from backstage, obviously he's still with the company. Also, uh, David Bixenspan, who's done a bunch of work on this, says nobody accused Drake or Morgan of embezzling from all uh, anti-trafficking charity. Um, so what have I heard about it? Well, I've heard an awful lot of stuff since like June of last year. So like June of last year, I, I, quite frankly, I've spoken to David about this stuff an awful lot. It's very hard to get people on the record about things like this. It's very hard to get straight answers about stuff like this. I know David was trying to find out for a very long time if this was like an official spot, like if this was Drake Wirtz, head NXT referee, officially demoted, replaced by Daryl. That was... Right. And I was told at least informally that were the, was the case. And I was told that at least informally he was suspended earlier this year. I don't know for what specifically. Um, I, and again, don't know if it was formal or informal. I've reached out to WWE about it. They have not replied, but he was not permitted at the PC. And I was told that at least shortly following his return that he was, uh, he, his stuff had been a little bit more subdued. And for example, like he's even drawn the ire of, of some of his of his friends. He's Evan Wright says, I'll never forget Joey Janela walking down the street, Trump related protesters asking for Drake Younger, some of the best Twitter content. I've had a lot of his friends reaching out and say, Man, he's so much different now. Okay. So much different now. And Hannah, who probably knows people in the company, says, Hell of a headache is an understatement of the year. Yeah. The I, I've heard stories that I cannot mm. put out there yet that it that yes, headache, headache, and putting putting this type of thing out into the world isn't good for WWE for sure because it's like one person said that they think that his radical beliefs may actually protect him because they might get scapegoated for for something. It's I have to be very careful what I say, obviously, uh-huh. because of uh-huh. this. Because, but yeah. I mean, you think about, and it's not apples to apples, but you think about what happened to Big Cass. You think about what ha- what's been happening with Jackson Riker. Not apples to well, apples. Well, Cass, Cass was outspoken, but it was more because he went against WWE's wishes with that little person with a segment. With little person, right. And uh, did, went into business for himself there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because there are a lot of people who liked him an awful lot, mm-hmm. and they're like, he's not the same guy. And I, I've never spoken to him. Don't really have a desire to, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be really curious to know the, cause I didn't know until you just said it, that he did that council meeting from backstage at NXT. I'd like oh, to yes. know. Uh, yes. In an NXT polo at about. Right. I did the, see the NXT polo. I did see that. Based on the timestamp that, that Bix had posted. And when the meeting started, it would have been at like about 5 PM Eastern. Uh, cause it was three and a half hours into this, this meeting. It, this started at one thirty. Uh, Hannah says, as a business owner, Jimmy has a different perspective. Wearing the brand of your employer while doing something like that is typically not acceptable anywhere. I've had to fire people for that. Yeah. I generally avoid politics on my, my Twitter because I represent Fightful over there. Can I you, represent my- Sean, what do, you, what do you think my reaction would be if that was Sean Ross Sapp in that council meeting instead of Drake Words? What do you think my reaction would be? Wearing a Fightful t-shirt. Well, it wouldn't have been good. Oh, it wouldn't have been you got to stay away from that stuff for sure. You got to stay away from that stuff. Oh so. man. Well, we, we do have a few more super chats. Ricardo Holt says, hi, Sean. Hi, Jimmy. Good luck on Quizzlemania. Thank you. Evan Wright says still waiting on Jimmy's Doug Ford select rant. Oh, <laughs> He's been like MIA. It's amazing. 
It's amazing. Do you know what this guy did, Sean? Let me just say oh, this. Boy. Let me just say this. You know what he did? I And I want to put this in, in, in terms for somebody uh, not in the know that will understand. So one of the big causes of outbreaks in, in this area has been essential workplaces like warehouses, right? And so a lot of people have been saying that they should give them paid sick days because they don't have paid sick days, meaning that even if they have COVID symptoms, they go to work and it's causing yeah. these outbreaks. So everybody's been on uh, Doug Ford, who's the premier of Ontario, give them paid sick days, give them paid sick days. You know what happened? What? Doug Ford is currently on a two-week quarantine because somebody in his office got COVID and he's getting paid for that two weeks, Sean. Uh, so he's been MIA. He has not spoken much publicly. He's been MIA. So what a time to be alive if you're him. Can't be fun. Can't bad, be fun. bad. A couple more super chats though, Jimmy. That's good. <laughs> Christian says, Diamond Mind is a person. Thought it was the name of the NXT Evolve show. Nope. Nope. Uh, used to be uh, used to be uh, Diamond Dallas Page's talk segment, I think. Yes. Anna could ask if I heard from Cardona about the dog, the figure his dog ate while I did the interview with Chelsea. I didn't, but I saw them post the clip. I talked to to Matt here and there, and uh, we, we've got some more projects coming up with with Matt very soon. Yes, we do. Gutier twenty five said thoughts on CMLL ending its relationship with with ROH, a formality, um, honorary in its existence. Uh, l- minimal since the pandemic nothing if i was roh i'd probably want to do business with AAA and everybody else so that was going to be on my list uh and what i was going to ask you was do you think because obviously i think it was in february when new japan and cmll released a joint statement to kind of reassure that their partnership still existed um but do you think that ring of honor is looking to AAA? because of the AEW involvement, maybe they're thinking they can get a rub the way that impact has a little bit and, and maybe do something with Omega. Yeah. I think that they're going to try to, to jump in on that. I think they should. I think it's a good idea. CMLL has the least leverage of so many of those companies right now. Impact has more leverage than them. And if, if they're going to continue, and I was going to talk about Omega later too, but if they're going to continue with this Omega thing, now he's the impact champion. And he's the AAA, uh, what's the title that he has in AAA? The the Mega. Mega Championship, yeah. Mega Championship, and he's the yeah. AEW champion. If they're going to continue down this road, what are you looking at? NWA or Ring of Honor right now? Yep. So and NWA, Tyrus exactly. in a TV title match, worst wrestler of the year probably. Yeah. Feel bad for Pope having to be a part of that. Woof, man. He's such a good guy. And Tyrus sucks, man. Like, I hate to say that about somebody. He's bad. I can't believe they looked at him and said, we got to bring him in. I think they were looking for anybody with name value they could get. Probably. I mean, that's like negative name value. That that, did them irreparable harm, I thought. Mm. Evan Wright says, Bandito's new promotion posted a six-man tag graphic of Lucha Bros and Bandito versus Mystery Team. Thoughts on it being Roosh, Dragon Lee, and Andrade. Well, that would be awfully good. That would be very big, and they would immediately have more buzz than CMLL in the States, hmm. I think. Yeah, so I got to tell you, so the other day I sent Sean Ross Sapp a YouTube link, and I said, have you seen this? And within about five minutes, Sean's posted it on Twitter. So uh, so that told me that he must not have. Roddy Piper bio on A&E. And, and, okay, so Stellar Justin Lopez says, speaking of Vince, did you see that uncomfortable clip of him pretending to speak to Roddy Piper? In hell on the A and E special. 
So let me just say this. I don't think that this man meant any harm by it. I think that he thought it was lighthearted humor. Did you, know, you, did you watch the doc? I did see the doc. Okay. So immediately after he goes, Roddy's in heaven. He's not in hell. That was on the, <laughs> that was on the trailer too. Yeah. That was on okay. the trailer too. But when, when I saw that, I thought to myself, this to me, number one, it shows that Vince's sense of humor is fucked, which we all knew. But yeah. number two, this shows me how out of touch Vince McMahon is. Because Vince McMahon does not understand that in 2021, that shit by and large is not considered funny. It's not. Uh, and it kind of, and even me, like Sean knows me and I don't really get offended by anything, but even me, I watched that YouTube clip with that trailer and I thought, how, what the fuck is he doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that, it, that's saying something. I mean, like that react, it was just, it's something I would have expected him to do 15 years ago, but I remember then. The Eddie is in hell thing that didn't play well. Right, right. Yeah, I was shocked. He maybe I shouldn't have been, but I was shocked in 2021 that he did that on what's supposed to be like a serious project, yeah. and uh, and it just showed me how out of touch he was. But otherwise, I thought the documentary was great. Roddy Piper, 1985, Roddy Piper, maybe one I, of the top three greatest heels of all time. Yeah, I actually didn't didn't like Roddy Piper until I watched his WWE documentary, and it was very oh good. really. He was great. The only problem is that what he got over for in 85 in 2021 or hell, even in 2010, even in 2000 could never do that. Stuff. No way. No never. way. No. We have a bunch more super chats thoughts on the ambitiousness of blood and guts as a one match show. I think now this is my hunch, not a report. I think they would have to do that because of the structure and the setup. They don't have the time to do that. And they want fans there. That's, that's their, sort of cross the bear. They want fans there. They want a reaction. So they have to have that structure there. I think that if anybody can pull it off, Jimmy, I think they can. 45, 50-minute match. If it were elimination, I think it could go an hour easy. You pad it with promo videos at the beginning, That's right. all the entrances, and then afterwards you have like a little something, five, ten minutes. I think they can pull this off, and I'm willing to give AEW the benefit of the doubt because they haven't shown me much different lately. I think that, that anything is worth trying. I definitely agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of video packages kind of setting it up, showing the history of it, maybe even the history of where the term came from. Uh, obviously, they can't show any footage, but they can at least maybe talk about it. So uh, I think they can pull it off. But as far as, you know, the, the show starts, they're on the way to the ring kind of thing. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's not going to be like that. They got to take some time to put it together. We have a couple super chats about ROH. Uh, if that means we can get Gresham and Omega, give me that. Yeah, that those are two of my favorite workers in the world. I adore Jonathan Gresham's work. Like I, when I go to the gym, I pull up some of his uh, Octopus Academy videos, and I like I watch his his technique. He is the best. Uh, Daniel R says, "Will Bandito be doing more in AEW? He's amazing. If they can get an ROH deal uh, hammered out, I'm sure they can." And you know what's funny is I love Joe Joe Halbert's tweet. Sean and I were talking about this after Impact Rebellion. Joe Halbert posted a tweet, and he was kind of taking a shot at a lot of you know internet trolls. Yes, uh, he posted a tweet saying, uh, "What did he say? Uh, I, I I don't ever follow <laughs> Impact, or I didn't follow Impact until uh, they started this AWA deal. But I don't understand how they gain anything from this, which is such a funny because that's exactly basically the situation. No one was talking about Impact." until this AEW deal came along. And now suddenly people were talking about impact. And I think ring of honor could use the same rub. Like ring of honor doesn't have a ton of buzz. 
And if Omega now is going to go for another title, and then maybe you get the Bucks in there too. They got a history, you know? Yes, there's there it is. I've there always started is. discussing impacts and say you get involved with them. But frankly, I don't understand what impact's gaining from all this. Right. Yeah, and there were so many people who did not understand quotation marks. Yes. I'm starting, to doubt, I'm st- that, right? starting to doubt that survey of IQs in, in, among <laughs> sports fans <laughs> there, Jimmy. That oh, say that, that's a good segue, Sean. It is. But we, we, got, we got super chats. So okay, okay. Let me okay, get okay. through these. Okay. Have either of you seen WWE's wanted, Most Wanted Treasure show? I have. I enjoy it. It's harmless fun. Yeah, it's all right. It, it, it comes off very predetermined. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. I, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, Kieran George says, thoughts on 261. What are your thoughts on John Jones parting ways with his management team after 11 years? Uh, about time for that last one. I mean, yeah, about time. I'll say that much. He could have used better management a long time ago. Yep. And I thought UFC 261 was one of the best MMA shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Two hours from the moment I turned it on yep. to the moment I turned it off. Three title fights, big moments for better or for worse. Yep. And obviously it helped that there was like quick finishes in the first round over and over and over. I really felt for Chris Weidman. Obviously there's a lot of people that are looking at the irony that Anderson Silver broke his leg the exact same way against Chris Weidman. But yep. I feel for him, man, because like he's, he's in his you know late thirties now. That's a tough injury to come back from. He seems like a really good guy. I really like him when he does interviews. He's pretty funny. And uh, so that really sucks. Thug Rose, man. Oh boy, that was you. Great. You want to talk about a baby face moment like Thug Rose? Like, I almost got, got misty watching the Thug Rose when she was standing there and then they announced her as the new champion and she got really, really emotional. Joe Rogan was starting to get emotional. Uh, and then Rogan said to her, You were standing in your corner before the fight during the intro saying, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. And she started crying saying, I am the best. And the crowd went wild. Great moment for her. And Mosfidal, man. Don't get cocky. Yep. Don't get cocky. I knew he was going to get that ass whipped. I knew he was going to get that I ass I could whipped. not believe it. Like, like he, he was channeling Anderson Silva with his hands down and mocking him, and he got exactly what he deserved. You don't go in there with a guy like uh, Kamaru Usman, who's yep. one of the greatest in the world, with your hands down, mocking the guy. You got what you deserve. But you know what I will say? Mosfidal's handling of it afterwards was all class to me. He was all class. He, he, he took it like a man. He said, uh, he said, I thought I was going to be wrestling for five rounds. I thought after the first fight that he didn't have the power and, uh, and, and, and he got me and, uh, and I respected it because you've seen what Tito Ortiz will do and Masvidal, he went the other way and that was good. I respected it. Bezo Banks says, can you imagine why everyone is so up in arms regarding Mikazi's shoes on Twitter? I've been asking and no one's explained it and I'm so confused. Uh, I do have some unique insight on this. I just think he he didn't know better. He thought he was doing something good. Um, there, autism speaks is has a little bit of uh, I, I, to put it lightly, controversy around it and and the way that they do their business. And he was probably he was trying to do something nice and something good. And it's it was the Twitter outrage for the day. That's that's what it was. And I'm sure that he'll look at other other outlets and other ways of of helping people. And we'll probably do that because I've heard nothing but unanimously good shit about Mikazi. Uh, JJ says plugging the distraction via depart. Come on, come on. They can if Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert want me to promote their show, they can pay for an ad. 
They can pay for an ad. <laughs> David Dicker says, I don't know what that vid is, and it seems like it's bad, but are we ignoring Potty Mouth that demonetized the vid again? Also, El Patron sucks. I don't know what you mean, David. I don't, don't know, know what, what you mean. About don't know what you mean here. Um, uh, but yes, uh, as, as Hannah puts, Autism Speaks is a bad charity. They don't want to help autistic people. They want to change them. Mm. He was trying to go do a good thing and just didn't know better. There you go. Um, obviously, I got to be a little bit diplomatic in that type of stuff, considering the nature of my wife's job. But yes, that's there. There are uh, other places that we choose to do our our business and and send our people to. But Jimmy, let's talk about this TNT NHL thing because you know I I, I got to wrap up by like three fifty three. I got a title to retain. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie. This one surprised me. It did. I uh, I did not think NBC was gonna let go of the NHL rights. I thought that they had put in ten years, just way too many resources, financially and otherwise, marketing, everything that they had put into the NHL. I did not see them walking away from it. And yes. uh, and how how ironic. I mean, sometimes the world is filled with irony. How ironic is it that not only does NBCU pull out of the NHL deal, but Turner Sports comes in and swoops and scoops it up? There was all kinds of rumors that day about Fox. Uh, the rumors that ESPN was going to get it because they already took the first package, package A of the NHL. Yeah. And TNT, Turner Sports swoops in. And so the irony here is that potentially we might have AEW and NXT going head to head again at some point. Uh, no, I know you're point. Yeah, some at some point. point at some point. Now, now there's a few layers to this. The first layer is obviously traditionally NHL games on NBCU aired on Wednesday nights. That's how mm-hmm. it was. AEW is doing well for TNT on Wednesday nights. However, uh, there's no question that the NHL is farther up in the pecking order for, for TNT than AEW is. I do think they're going to try to figure something out. But uh, how interesting it is that that Fox Sports and, and TNT swoop in and take those rights. Sure. And I was I was I, I gave Sean this image I wanted to put up. So as a Canadian hockey fan, Sean, one thing that drives me crazy is when some of the big American media outlets that don't follow hockey, because obviously hockey is not as popular in the U.S. as it is here. So in some of those media outlets that don't follow hockey, they do things to really make themselves look stupid because they don't do the research. And it's not that much different than us as wrestling fans seeing a media outlet talk wrestling and do something to them because they don't know wrestling. You know, same thing. I gave Sean this image to put up. This was posted on Twitter by Big Heat Daddy. Put up that image for a second. Oh, man, is that tiny? Jeez. But you so, can't change it on here. What are you bitching about? <laughs> This is pretty silly. Give me but, different software. What, what do you want me to say? Develop right. more software. Develop more software. So basically, this is the graphic that they put up on TNT when they announced this deal. And because Connor McDavid right now from the Edmonton Oilers is the best player in the game and, and uh, probably the most popular player in the game, they wanted, I'm sure, to have Connor McDavid on the graphic. Whoever put this together probably just did a Google search, found out he plays for the Edmonton Oilers. That's former Edmonton Oilers Andrew Ferrets on the graphic who played for the Oilers for like one season. And uh, that's the image that they put up on the graphic, assuming or wanting it to be he Connor was, McDavid. He was a captain, though. Yes, he was a captain, though, which is probably <laughs> which is probably why that went up on the graphic. Now, Andrew Ferrets uh, is really having fun with this because this went viral. And Andrew Ferentz posted it and he said, I told my wife that that Google ad buy was going to pay off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this, as a hockey fan, is what I'm used to when it comes to the to the mainstream yeah. media. Uh, and uh, so we'll see how it works out with, uh, well, with TNT. Well, there's, there's a lot to get into. Um, 
Tony Khan did uh, an appearance on Busted Open Radio today, and shout out to Distraction co-host Jeremy Lambert for tra- for transcribing this. Tony said, "Quote: I know Wednesday night is our slot in our home. I'm thrilled with our partnership with TNT." It's the lifeblood of our company and our primary revenue source. It's the way most fans get exposed to AEW and see our show. Every Wednesday that we do Dynamite, for a lot of wrestling fans, it's an important night of the week. I want everyone rest assured they're not going to have to worry about these kind of major. And then he paused. We have a contract with over two and a half years left for Wednesday nights in this slot. If there ever is an opportunity to move or a deal to be had, I would consider it. If we did something, it would be have to be a really good deal for AEW and make sense for us. As it stands right now, this is a spot we're in. If we move, I would certainly consider a deal if there was something in it for AEW, end quote. Now, I have had conversations with Tony Khan in the past. He has said Wednesday was where they wanted to be. Now, a lot of people are like, NXT AEW again? Well, if that happens, I imagine it'd be a one-off, and I'd imagine it'd be, it'd be in the summer because they ain't taking over NBA's time slot. NHL isn't going to take it over. AEW probably isn't. Just a hunch. I get the feeling, one, NHL can run any night on TBS, which is actually in more homes because they're running two-hour blocks of Big Bang Theory right now. And they you- did say Turner Sports. Yes. Now, now I, I read the press release, and, I, and I've read a couple articles by some hockey writers. TNT is supposed to be the showcase network. Yes. But they said Turner Sports was the one that did the, that did the deal. And so and if it, you, it could be TBS or it could be any other uh, related station. Just because they've carved out an audience on Wednesdays does not mean that they cannot put TNT NHL Monday or Friday. Like yeah, because, or or like you said, do Wednesday games on TBS, or do yeah, do Wednesday games on TBS. So they got Monday, Friday TNT, Wednesday TBS. You don't move AEW because where are you going to move AEW? Friday's that's, a death slot. That's Friday. Friday sucks. Saturday yeah. sucks. You're going to move them to Monday? Good luck. Yeah. Tuesday, yeah. Thursday? No. What What do you think they'll do? Like in the summer, move it? Like they, they're not going to do that. They're very invested in AEW. AEW does better numbers than almost everything on that channel. It's just the ad rate situation. But also right. for the amount that they're paying AEW, I wonder what the return on that ad rate is. Because they're getting AEW for a song compared to what WWE is getting paid. 100%. Like, so and, they're, and they're getting a younger demo too. Chris and, Rain and they, says, "Any chance they would air NHL and TBS? Yes, a very good chance." Yeah, I think there's a good chance. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment. Like, I I I, if we're being very honest, I mean, the NHL contract is far more valuable to TNT than than the AEW contract. Yeah, there, uh, there's, that, there's more to it as well. Yeah, yeah, but I also do think. If you just want the best of both worlds, if you're if you're TNT and if you want the best of both worlds, and if you have this property on Wednesday night, even though you're right, the ad rates and everything are different, but if you have this property on Wednesday night that can deliver a million plus viewers, and you can still get that on TBS if you put uh, hockey there on Wednesday night, it makes sense to me that they would want to try to find a balance. Yeah. So that that's where I expect it will go, but you never know. There could be, especially come playoff time. There could be preemptions. We could end up seeing, you know, head-to-head matchups uh, maybe on other nights or whatever. I could it's see preemptions. I could see preemptions for sure because we've already seen that with with uh, NBA. And AEW was smart enough to be like, let's use this to our advantage. Let's run a dynamite right after this playoff game. Like that Which was they'll smart. probably do, yes. And, and they should. Do. Yeah, uh, because gotta- I, I believe that the contract, so they, the, the, the package A is ESPN, the package two is uh, Turner, and they're splitting up the Stanley Cup final between them as an example, and a lot of the playoffs. 
And so those games are going to get precedence, especially if it's a big market team. They're going to get precedence. But I agree with what you're saying. I think that they will try to uh, accommodate AEW, even if it does mean doing Dynamite after a game during the playoffs or something. But I, there's no question, though. Like, you you and I both know this. Tony Khan probably heard this news and was, wasn't crazy about it, Sean. Yeah, of course. Probably wasn't. I mean, but it's it's they're going to have to do their best to try to I, accommodate I think it. he is good enough businessman to see ways to parlay it in there uh, to parlay it into audience uh guys get your super chats in we are heading down the home stretch and we have a lot of questions about this david dicker says mr van going all potty mouth and the vita piper it's only a demonetization demonetization risk if it's in the first like 90 seconds of the video uh evan wright says manifesting renee paquette to host inside the nhl she'd be fantastic she would I, she knows the business yeah if if i were turner I would I would work out a Fox deal with her where she does AEW stuff too. The only thing I will say is shame on you, Renee Paquette, because she is a Golden Knights fan now. Myron Reed says, "Boo! I wanted Fox to get it and relive the '90s." Uh, oh, with the uh, with the, do you remember the puck? Yeah, of course. That? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, Anakin says, "Why not NHL and TBS get high ratings in both cable channels? It'll be both. It's Turner. It's Turner Sports. That's right." Will NBC ever drop WWE? Uh, they'll let their deal expire. I don't think they'll drop them. At, yeah, at I mean the the deal is until twenty four, uh, and you know what WWE thinks. Even with the declining popularity, they think they're going to get a spike on their next deal again because of uh, how sought after live sport is. So we'll see. NSK says hockey is a sport that pretty much encourages fighting. Great lead into wrestling. I mean, we see TNT using AEW as a one championship lead in. Right yeah, and now, they, and they actually don't encourage fighting anymore. They have really gotten away from it, which sucks yeah. as a fan. Well, that's just how it is. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't watch one championship MMA until it was on after AEW. I watched when Mighty Mouse fought, and that's it. Some stupid punk says late to the stream. Just wanted to know. I appreciate or show appreciation and hear insight from the top guys. You and Dynamite are right. I look forward to on Wednesdays. Well, tune in ten ten Eastern. Myself, Robert D. Felice, and maybe Alex Palowski have our review. Rob Wilkins, uh, who covers AEW for us, says did lots of research for it yesterday. The Athletic reported ESPN on Thursday nights will be their big night based on some experts, TNT on Saturday nights. I, I think they'll get a weeknight too. I do. I mean, I think it'd be smart for them to have sports in the in the winter and the fall when people are inside a whole lot, like every every night of the week. And Richard Thomas says, why not have AEW be the lead-in for the late Wednesday night game? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what the schedule is. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, unless it's the Kings playing, they prefer a lot of the the teams that are traditionally uh, uh, popular when it comes to television, the, the New York Rangers, the Boston yes. Bruins. Uh, the Kings are a pretty big draw, too. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see what the plan is. Trends Day. Sean says, this seems like a digital distri- distribution deal for HBO Max with a side order of hockey and TBS as a likely home for most hockey, given AEW and NBA deals. Uh, hockey will do really good ad rates, so I really doubt it's on HBO Max, a streaming platform. This will it, be it on, is, actually. Is it? But yeah, I mean, so like, the primary, the primary stuff on it is probably going to be on TBS yes, and TNT. Yes. yes. Put, that, put that graphic back up for a section, the one with uh, uh, yes. Andrew Ferris. I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to do some HBO yeah, Max live streaming, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's there's no question that they're looking at television first. Yeah, the primary part of this deal is ad rates from traditional television. Like I don't doubt that. Yeah. Of course they're going to do HBO max stuff, but Kevin Steet says, I never liked the guy, but what are Jimmy's thoughts on Batman? Doesn't seem like that sport ever grows. 
Oh, no, that's to the contrary. So I'm with you on Gary Bettman. A lot of people don't like Gary Bettman. He's the commissioner of the NHL. He's been there for what seems like 20 years. One of my favorite moments as a hockey fan every year is the Stanley Cup final when Gary Bettman is the one that awards the cup, and he's got the greatest heel heat of maybe any sports commissioner in any sport. Uh, But you got to give the guy props. I mean, several years ago, they signed a deal with Rogers in Canada, hundreds of millions of dollars. The expansion fee now for a new team, Sean, like the Seattle Kraken that are coming out next year, the expansion fee is like $500 million. And that price gets spread out between the the other owners. And now this new rights fee deal. So between ESPN and uh, and Turner, they doubled their rights from what it was on the prior contract. I'm not a big fan of Gary Bettman, but he has made a lot of money for the league. And uh, so uh, he's not going anywhere until he wants to. We're going to do some quick hit topics really quick because I don't have a lot more time. AJ Styles and Omos, I was told Monday uh, after Rania, they weren't cleared. They said they've been partying in Nigeria. They should probably at least mention them on the show. Quick thoughts, Jimmy. I agree in some capacity. In some, some capacity. capacity. In I some don't capacity. know. I don't know. What, like, I, I know you told me that Omos wasn't cleared, and I don't know the situation, but you're telling me that they couldn't have leased that down on Ross, something like what they did on the bump? I, I should say, don't know which one isn't cleared or okay. wasn't cleared, but yes, they should have. Anything. An- Could have been Anakin anything. says, thoughts on Floyd fighting Logan? It's a money grab. He knocked the shit out of Tension Nasakawa. Hope he does it to Logan Paul as well. I hope he does too. Hope he does too. I'm tired of the Pauls. Some stupid punk says he'll be there at 10.08 tonight, wondering what's taking so long. <laughs> Aaron says they will they'll want Leafs versus Bruins, Rangers, Red Wings. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know if the Leafs are a big draw in the US. They might be. But yeah. it, but typically it's the big market US teams. JJ says the distraction is the best. Well, Jeremy seems to think so as he paid for an ad read. This is his paid ad. The distraction. <laughs> 3 p.m. <laughs> 3 p.m. Eastern Thursdays. Fightful YouTube. AEW main eventers on the show tomorrow. Hanging banners. Yes, they do have AEW. Hey, five dollars—that's a pretty damn cost-effective ad read. It is. Uh, also, the Kenny Omega stuff and Raw positivity—we've got those to wrap up. Raw positivity. Here you go, Jimmy. <laughs> Charlotte Flair's promo and match. RK Bro. That's it. Uh, that's not so. RK Bro was great. I really like it. I like that everybody thinks Orton's going to turn on him, but he hasn't done it yet. I hope they get a program with Omos and AJ because that'd be a lot of fun if they do it. Yes. Uh, Drew McIntyre's line. I thought it was get these hands, not getting these handouts. Loved that it. That was Loved good. it. I hope they turn it into a t-shirt because it was really, really good. Uh, I like the work in the six-woman tag. It's unfortunate that it yes. was overshadowed by the garbage with Nia Jax stripping on water and all that shit. But that's giving him too much credit. Like we can't, I, I can't put over the work as a positive of Raw if they screw it up with all that distraction. Credit. The problem is with, with 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 most of the positives. That's kind of the 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 the, the end of it. I mean, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, good match. Like Braun Strowman for a guy his size is out there getting belly-to-belly suplexed across the ring. He's doing superplexes. For a guy his size, he was really flying around, but then you had another bad finish, a distraction leading to a pin when this is a match that had a lot of stakes. It was what it was. And then I was going to ask you about uh, Randy Orton. So there was speculation that he got hurt in the match with Riddle last week because he was favoring his arm, but he was right back in there tagging up with Riddle this week on Raw, so it couldn't have been anything serious. Nope, deep bruise. I reported it on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Aaron Entertainment says Jimmy Matthews is American. That's why. Uh, to, to wrap up the Kenny Omega thing, match was it was pretty good. But well, anything you want in the the last minute of this show, Jimmy? 
I was going to ask where you think they can go with it next, because it feels like the buzz with the impact thing is wearing off. Yes, it is. Uh, and so where do you think they're going to go? Like, I, I feel like Omega, maybe you, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. I don't think he's any bigger of a star now than he was when they started this thing. And so where do you think they're going to go? Do you think they are going to look at, let's add the ring of honor title to this. Do you think maybe they're going to let that whole thing Peter out? What do you think? If those places will pay play ball, they'll do it. I don't think NWA will play ball. I don't think ROH will play ball, but you guys can play ball with us tonight. AW 10, 10 PM Eastern. I got a Quizzlemania title to go win. Subscribe to fightfulselect.com. Guys, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.